Como vai? Welcome to the Super P Podcast. It is I, Polo Farata. I am back. Uh, hey, GK. Hey. And uh, I wanted to make an announcement because I didn't do it last episode. But I know you see Don D here again. How you doing, sir? What's up, man? For the third episode. So it's official now. He will be here every Sunday he can make it. Hey, yeah, yeah. So... You're not a guest anymore. I guess not. <laughs> you're, you're so one does of, that mean I could take a weekend off? Yeah. Nice. You really need to. We can, we can rotate. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, sounds good. So, congratulations. So that we can kick him off the show sometimes. <laughs> we just Listen. have some strippers dancing in the background. Listen, that'll be a hard task <laughs> since I control everything with an iron fist. But anyway, um, we do have a guest. Um, Do you want to say who it is? Because it's your, your homie. The one and only Mr. Quest, Johnny Quest, yes, Quest sir. Productions. Builder Builder, appreciate Quest y'all having me. How you doing, sir? Thank you for coming, because uh, we've actually had uh, a lot of people calling out. You know what I'm saying? They uh, literally tell us they're going to come, and they don't show up. I'm not going to say no names. I'm going to start <laughs> the trouble. But you know who you are. Don't worry. They're going to be back once they oh, see yeah, the show yeah, start yeah, popping. Yeah. They go, yo, bro, like, I, I'm still good? Like, nah. Bro, I've been doing, oh, I've done over 100 podcasts, and like you said, it's kind of like they have to see it for themselves like oh shit like they're actually doing something and then they, you get the call back like yo you know well, we're gonna do this <laughs> no you know they couldn't see the vision from the jump it wasn't meant to be listen it, it, it's hard for people to see your vision but i mean even with stuff you know with stuff you do like mm. what is what exactly you know do you do and stuff like that i'm a man with my hands in a lot um try to stay busy but i guess i would say i got my start in music video production mm-hmm. maybe about about eight nine years ago yeah um i was rolling with this kid i'll leave him nameless not important but <laughs> <laughs> i was doing a lot of his music videos right. and bouncing around doing the label stuff Gosh. tours whatnot uh-huh. um after we split uh kind of fell into like just freelancing a lot of work mm-hmm. between commercials short form docs yeah. more music videos music videos has kind of been my bread and butter for like the last almost 10 years mm-hmm. um and then from there, maybe about four years ago, I fell into television and film production. Mm-hmm. So I've been doing mostly like grip work. So for those of you who don't know, grip yeah, is somebody who does uh, yeah, like that. mostly camera support okay. for TV shows, movies, or like build sets, rig right. stages. Mm-hmm. So that's like my nine to five day job. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for 58th and Fair, which is the parent company um, that's between my brother and my younger brother and I, mm. that is the hub which everything else that we're trying to do falls under. So, like, you may see a few of these items here on the table. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, the bag and... The, the, we only brought the bag and the ashtray today, yeah. but there's a lot more to come. Right. Um, I would say we're trying to maybe get into the vein of, like, a lifestyle brand, kind of very... Um, well, you got the shirt on. The shirt is yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't forget the shirt. It's a shirt, oh, okay, shirt too. Nice. So, my that's younger nice. brother is kind of the mastermind behind a lot of the products that you guys will see coming out from the so brand the branding yeah he does the 3d printing you right. know, graphic design art direction like that man is the man of any talent so like i handle most of the camera behind the camera film production and he's the graphics you know we now i'm into like building a lot of stuff like carpentry woodwork so we built like a table recently right um so it's it's hard to that's what I'm saying. when people ask me what do i do it's kind of hard to like yeah, put, yeah, it, I mean, uh, so put it in a box you're, you're a jack of all trades exactly so it's like you do a whole bunch of things yeah, and you know I'd rather saying? keep it, you know, X out the middleman. Like, if you could come, well, what the selling point of, like, what we do was, is just like, all right, you can cut out the middleman. There's no, let's say you do need a music video production. You're not going to find a director, a cinematographer, 
a grip, you know, crew. Like mm-hmm. you're going to one place and you're getting a production from start to finish, like until it's post color graded and sent out. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's something I feel like helps us stand apart from other companies that are on the come up as mm-hmm. well as we also have a studio space located in the Bushwick area. So it's like a thousand square foot psych wall. Mm-hmm. So again, it's just like it's more inclusive. Like you have somebody that right. can provide the services as well as provide the space. Mm-hmm. So, so um, you know, what so who are some of the clients that you've had under your belt? I mean, I know <laughs> I you know saying I look through your For stuff, sure. but um Damn, <laughs> it's clients under the belt. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, say I worked with a lot of people. I don't. It's. I was at Def Jam for a while, so I definitely went through a mm-hmm. decent amount of their roster. Right. Um, probably. I mean, even just a couple of weeks from like in pandemic, I had like Busta Rhymes in the studio shooting mm-hmm. some music videos with this. I think one of his artists named Pryor. 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 I don't want to say his name wrong. Oh, um, what's his name? Uh, I know you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, big dude. Start with a P. Yeah. Damn, I forgot his name. I don't know. It was flip mode. I don't know. <laughs> nah, he sounds like he sounds like Biggie. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think was, I want to say Pariah, Pariah, or something like something. I'm not gonna fucking I'm gonna let me stop. Keep on going. Yeah. yeah um, like within the studio. So what's cool about Praya. it is that there you go. Pray. There we go. Yeah, prayer. So between the studio space, like the studio is mostly like we rent it out to clients. So we'll have, you know, production company come. I think Jackie Chan was in the space not too long ago. Like probably right before we took over. Right. Um my own personal clients I've worked with like a really good friend of mine, Kid Super. Um he's kind of blowing up all over the place right now. Mm. Um Man, I'd have to go like on yeah, my YouTube. Like, like it's really been the the funny thing about Kid Super now that you bring him up is mm-hmm. um I think it was what Fashion Week uh what two years ago now yeah i sent him to the kid super show because mm-hmm. i i couldn't go i don't know what the fuck i was doing but i couldn't go and yeah that's when he was like he's like oh he worked for kid super i went to it went <laughs> to a show like i was saying the kid super stuff is it's interesting like it's a it's a really interesting brand they're popping right now like the line to get that show was like 10 blocks long mm-hmm. it was were you at the show with the action bronson they I didn't like, make it to the show, but I definitely like I was I was paying attention to that entire process. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they had Playboy Cardi tape a rap song like made specifically for Kid Super mm-hmm. for that. I've never heard it. I've looked for it online. I can't find it. They just mm-hmm. made it for that show. That whole scene was really interesting. I got I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good stuff. Check out his new shit, man. Like it's. Happy <laughs> that you did like it because you don't like a lot of things. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, this is true. I don't like a lot of things, but I like good things, and it was a good thing. Thing you, you know, good quality when you see it, and honestly, even that like column is a huge inspiration to like what I do in my brand mm-hmm. in itself because we're the same age, coming from similar places. It's kind of cool to watch your homies like really build it from the ground up because mm-hmm. like I was there with him when clothing wasn't moving like that you feel me nobody knew what the brand was about right it's the same thing it's like if you can see your homies next to you kind of build and get to that point and do it there's really no reason as to why i can't do it or you can't right. do it or anybody else but so doesn't it feel liberating like when you have your own shit and it's like of course <laughs> you can like make your own stuff and you don't have to wear you know the you what you see somebody else with on yeah, i tell people feel. that all the time when you make your own stuff and you put it on you're like damn i don't gotta buy he, you know that more no, than anybody no. for years. I, I don't like wearing the shit that I make. Like, I'll trade it with somebody else mm-hmm. that makes their stuff. No, what I'm saying, but just the, like, just the... I'm not going to be, like, it's a, like shameless self-promotion. Yeah, no, what I'm saying, but just, like, no, just the know, thought. That's just... Because, you know, like, you know, you know, stuff is expensive. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it, and, and the same shit you're creating, your stuff, is what they're making, and then they're just marking it up. 
Oh, of course. Three, yeah, when you, when you get into like manufacturing, you find yeah. out like how much you're paying to really get a product right. made, and then you kind of turn around and look at another right. brand and see pretty much how they're beating people in the head just mm-hmm. like to get that little, the extra buck. The markup is crazy. Yeah. Like, even when I was making shirts, we topped out at like 150 each time we'd make them, and we make them a few times during the summer. Mm-hmm. Right? To produce those shirts was five dollars, and that's tagged and bagged, right. ready to Everything. go. The markup on that back then, the wholesale was like fifteen, sixteen, and it was retailed for thirty something dollars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So by the time you get it, the price is up six times. Mm-hmm. Those were that was a small run. The companies that are making bigger numbers, it's way less than five dollars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, just it's a huge markup. And then, you know, with the luxury stuff, you're kind of just paying not really for the product. You're paying for, it's like clout. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. You're not, it's like buying a Knicks ticket. Like, like no one goes sees a Knicks because they're yeah. good. It's just <laughs> a status symbol. Hmm. For sure. No, but he's, he's, he's definitely right. Because even like, I mean, I just saw it, Nike and Louis Vuitton got a collaboration. Oh, yeah. That's official now? Yeah, yeah that's official. Mm-hmm. That's an official collaboration. Weird. That is weird. But, but they do, you know, you see why. because North Face and Gucci. Yeah, North Face and Gucci. Yeah, I was talking about, about that last episode. Yeah. I, got a, I got a current topic we could talk about. Yeah. What do you think about the Futura okay. North Face? Oh, yeah, I was going to bring that up. I was about to say that. Yeah. Shout out to Futura because... You know what I'm saying? He was like, he, you know what I'm saying? He appreciated the fact that I was, you know, blowing that shit up on mm-hmm. online. He's a, little, he's a very good but, so, friend. So, w- what exactly happened? Do you want to explain well, what happened? This was, this is what I was told. So that uh, Cosmo thing. The future light sign. Is a future light. It's sign the future light. The sign. Cosmos. There's actually a Cosmos sign. Or something like that. It's an atom. It's like an atom. Yeah, there you go. It's an atom. Okay. It's exactly what it is. And yeah. Future have been using that for the longest. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of there's a lot of drama with Future with the artwork too because Future as a as a good friend, he will give his artwork to his friends and they'll use it for album covers and stuff like that. But then after that, some of those people never went back to say, "Hey, Future," you know. So then Future is upset because at the same time, people were just using his work. It's like, bro. Have respect for an artist and make sure an artist have their credit or is taken care of. You okay. know what I'm saying? And then after that, the same thing going on now. North Face comes out of nowhere, see his artwork, or they try to imitate it to where me and you could say, hey, that's a Futura piece. It's not like it's different at all. It's, it's actually a Futura artwork. And they threw it on his clothes, on their clothes. And then after that, everybody's calling Futura, asking him, Hey, you doing a, a collaboration with North Face? So automatically now you mess up his branding because now people believe that this is a North Face Futura collection. Right, right. And then after that, now lawsuits is flying back and forth between them two. And then what happened is um, North Face is saying something about they want Futura to pay their legal fees. And I don't know how that works. Which is, which is silly. It's, it's really because it's, it's a nonsense. multi-billion dollar company. And that's <laughs> so they being exactly. petty. You know what I'm saying? It's being real petty. But and just Whoa. like the and just like the way they explained it, like how they you, you, did you see how they talked about him? How they said a lowly street artist and oh, all this yeah. nonsense, and I'm like, That's dude, wild. yo, like this dude's a legend, like an architect of you know his 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 uh his little. This guy been around since the early. That's what I'm saying. Like he, he's going, bro. He's done. 70s. He does collaborations with everybody. Exactly. He started Supreme, at, everything. He started as a street artist, but yeah. he's not yeah. in that box anymore. Right. He's like. 
just an artist. It's yeah. like I kind of hate that street art tag. Yeah, and they threw that in there. It was like, oh, lowly street artist and some not just real disrespectful shit. Yeah. That they, that if they uh, oh, get shit. it together, they all wanna. So this is it right here. Those yeah. are the two logos, yeah. right? This is the first time actually seeing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you seen this before? No, I didn't get to see this. Yeah. So you know Futura, right? Yeah, you know the artist. So remember this. I the mean, uncle. so look, the artwork is really, really similar, but like in reality, Futura doesn't have like a case. Yeah, like it's morally wrong, sure, but like from a legal standpoint, there's not much right. like recourse. When you respect an artist, I'm not gonna draw something that, that identify you, and then after that, don't don't give you any credit or give you acknowledgement of anything. Cause I, you gotta remember, if you did not look at this thing right now, and you saw somebody walking around with a goose jacket with those symbols on it, first thing you'll be like, oh, that's a fire. F Futura jacket. When did that come out? Mm -hmm. That's not true. I wouldn't initially think that this was a Futura design. That's me, though. You know. But are you, but but you're not familiar with that design. Though. Of course I am. Mm -hmm. I've been collecting Nike for like so if you would have saw it years. on there, you wouldn't have think thought it was. Him. So you no, saw some no, dude walking down the street with those on. You wouldn't say anything. And he no. You know what? I, if I saw this, I would not think that it looks. It just looks like a North Face logo to me. Wow. No, I don't know. Like normal Face logo? I disagree with that. Because me personally, if I saw somebody wearing, like, if I was to had that outfit on and I throw on a Futura t shirt under it or something that shows that I know what that logo kind of represent, automatically other people will be like, yo, that's a Futura piece, that's fire. Right. I'm saying it's morally wrong, but it's not legally wrong. And there are two different. You know scales. Is like, it all right? Is it an exact replica of his his um design or logo or? It's not. Look here. Take a look. Just grab yeah, the phone and, and the, the original, and then what they're printing. Mm -hmm. The, the futures is looks like spray paint. The North okay. Face one looks like a like a you know like a vector. Yeah. Well, okay. here's why I think it's wrong because I've been around these fashion people for years, and they have departments that look at your Instagram, oh, okay. look at his Instagram. Look at my Instagram. 100%. And they just file away all these pictures and stuff, and they'll just change one little thing, and all of a sudden it's original. Okay. Like these guys go to college for four, eight years, nine years. They don't, know, they don't know shit. They're not teaching creativity in school. Exactly. So it's like they have no creativity. It's just let me copy what you're doing mm -hmm. and let me put another color, and all of a sudden it's mine's. That's not right. And what is, what is the... Oh. How does, like, if you Can change you? the image, what, 70% of it or something to that extent, it's legally... Bro, like, is, is, it, is there a percentage to There's it? There's something about it. Yeah. Like, uh, if you change an image... Like yeah. Look at the name. They named the collection. Yeah, yeah. I got Future it. Future Light. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of a... <laughs> like, you just okay, like, close yeah, enough I'll, that okay, it's with almost... This. It, it's almost ridiculous that you know what I'm saying with the text next to it. Sure, when yeah, I saw, bro, when I yeah, first yeah, yeah, saw, yeah. when I first saw Future Light, because you know what I'm saying, shout out to North Face, they you know they do give me stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought of Future when I saw Future Light, but I didn't think nothing of it because I'm like, no, I didn't. Think they took I've... they took care of them. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, and that's what pissed me off. And then I saw that I'm like, damn, you trying to. This is a multi-billion dollar corporation. They own Supreme. They own Vans. They own Timberland. All you do is you 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 get with Futura's people and you say, listen, this is what we're going to do. This is what we'll give you. We want to use it. You know, we'll give you credit. And he would have been like, fine. And you know what's so crazy? Do you know Futura worked with on Face before? Yes. yes. And that's where you get to say those words, too. It's like if I worked with you before, 
it's it just like for example and i'll tell you a story too and it's kind of weird too nike did the same thing with cause i'll tell you when nike designed cause designed those air force one sneakers with the x's on the trim remember those mm -hmm. the, the black and green mm -hmm. and he did the white and green do you remember the baseball Air Force One sneakers that came out after yeah, that with yeah. the same stitching? Right. So, so-called, I don't know if it's true or not, but Cause was the person who made them do that stitching with the X's through the Air Forces. And then out of nowhere, that was supposed to be Cause's collection. Mm -hmm. Then after that, they come out with a baseball edition of the Air Force One sneaker, the same stitching. Yeah, but Cause it, felt upset about that because he, he was the one that said, hey, y'all guys designed as a, a collection for me. But they're used in the same silhouette that I use, but just changing the color. But how can you take responsibility for every cross stitch? Well, like it's a cross never stitch. Did that before. It it doesn't matter. It's a cross stitch. It's right, like so a it's I a standard it. thing that's done in clothing. Like cross stitching isn't causes thing. Right, like cavemen, like the first the first humans that were here. Like probably cross stitch something. Maybe the bigger question here is like big corporations and disrespecting like no artistic integrity. Exactly. Like maybe that's really what it is. That's what it is. But, bro. I mean, do you expect artistic integrity behind like a billion dollar corporation? Indeed. I mean, like, no. But if you're trying to push a product that seems as if you're collaborating, because it seems like a lot of these brands are kind of trying to reach back to the street aesthetic. All these big luxury right. brands want to be streetwear sure. now. Uh -huh. So it's just like, all right, how do we get? to the streets like we collaborate with street artists or street people we want more people in these urban neighborhoods wearing our stuff because like was i think i remember hearing the story about timberland how timberland was obviously never like the way that the black community has taken the, the boot and blown it up it was mm. never meant for it us. was never meant it was a construction boot like yeah. and they didn't want people uh, black people wearing construction tims but the way that the hip-hop culture even took it and transformed this shoe into like such a staple item mm -hmm. like timberland wouldn't be nearly as big as it was if it wasn't for our community and it's just like so it's looking at that like that's just those examples of repeating over and over again throughout history just with different brands listen the fact i'm glad you said that because the fact that matters 90 percent of this stuff that's out here was never made for people of color and the only reason why they all of a sudden you know they they you know they cater to it's because when it when people of color start wearing this stuff and start doing this it blows up mm -hmm. next thing you know everybody wants it yeah they make it popping but how do you attribute your success to the black community? You know what I'm you saying? Know, like, never want to. and that's what I'm saying. It's just more of just, it's just disrespect, bro. Like, it's everybody knows, and it's just with all types of companies and stuff like that. Everybody knows right from wrong. Mm -hmm. Nobody's stupid. They just, right. you know but what I'm saying? Like, is it disrespect? Is it illegal? What they're doing, is it illegal? Can you take a court case out huh? and actually win it? He probably can win this case. No. Definitely 100%. No. They're asking for court fees. They're asking for court fees. When when a person asks for court fees, it means they know you, you don't have a case. It means you wasted my time, stupid. Now give me more money. That's what it means. Unfortunately. I don't know. Very I think wrong. I think he has a chance, but I think you know, it can go either it. way. It can go your way. It can go my way. But I'm just saying. It's only going to go gotta one way. It got to depend on the, the argument. I'm though. just saying. Because right, you already said they, they try to put out a piece about, oh, this lowly street artist or whatnot. But if you already had a history of collaborating with this lowly street artist, then it's just like, now you look retarded. Because it's just like, all right, we've worked with he, you before. We have a history. Yeah. We stole your work, and now we're not trying to give you credit Bro, for he it. just did something with Supreme. This this season, he did something with Uniqlo, and Uniqlo is the biggest retail company around the world. You know what I'm saying? Know. Like, it just makes it makes no sense, bro. Like I yeah. said, it's morally wrong, but it's not illegal, and that's what they know that. I mean, it just just like I said, it just goes to show you, like, this is the problem 
with fashion and these companies is these people that don't have no creativity, like you said, that's sitting there and just looking at a screen or looking at, oh my gosh, this is, oh, look what he, they see it, Mm -hmm. they touch it up a little bit, they change it a little bit, and all of a sudden... None of those ideas were original to begin with. So what about the person that drew to Adam that Futuro looked at to base his off of? What about that guy, the guy that we don't know? No, well... Does he have, like, a That's our original... Everything is ripped off of something. There's nothing, like, original about any of these ideas. But that's his take of the Adam, so it's original. But it's still an Adam. I'm saying, okay, but I'm saying, like, if you if you draw one right now, that's your original take of it. But do I have a gripe? But, like, can someone have a gripe with me for drawing that Adam? Not really. No. no. Somebody could take a position and be like, you're biting Futura's work. Sure, but everything's biting off of everything. I mean, but, but think about it. I, I, I hear what you're saying. The, the, it's called future light. Like, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but it just make, it's just like, let me slap you more. Let me slap you again. Let me slap, let me slap, let me slap, slap you again. <laughs> the real slap is the court fees. Yeah. Well, but, you know, I don't you know, think I don't think it's going to get to that. I think, you know, because out of, yeah, they do, out of they do, they do, they <laughs> they do. Say, you know, when when you bring things to the public. They, they don't, don't want, want the negative bad. because exactly. there's a lot of people That's boycotting right. North Face at the moment. Yeah, it's a lot of people. A lot of people. Yeah. I'm sure North Face ran this through their lawyers way before Futurist. And you know what's so you crazy? Know, North Face owns what, Timberland. They own Supreme. Yeah. The the umbrella company, not North Face itself. Was VF, it VFW. VF Corporation. Yeah. They so, own all of them. And if you notice, those are the same companies that always do collaborations with the same people in all different brands. Because they collaborate mm-hmm. with themselves. Yeah, I know yeah. for sure. <laughs> I know for sure there's a Futura Timberland boot somewhere out you know there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's an unwinnable case, but I guess we'll just see what happens. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to settle out of court. Intellectual property is like the hardest thing to protect. So Mm -hmm. if you have yourself a good intellectual property lawyer, then hold on to them and they're probably going to be really expensive. Because there's really no way of protecting intellectual property Mm -hmm. in the end. So, of course, as you as an artist, say right now you design something... Probably want to face this way so the camera can see you. Mm-hmm. So you you design something, you know, you want to be like, how would you feel as an artist if someone like copy your work, knowing that the videos? I mean, I mean it's happened before, but you gotta understand, like, that's a part of art is to inspire. So, of course, in the moment you just kind of like, wow, you really biting my shit. But at the same time, it's like my shit was good enough for you to get inspired from to try to imitate. Mm-hmm. So it's like all it is for me is just to set the bar higher next time, so it's harder for you to reach. And I guess uh, with this 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 game too, it's there's a lot of gatekeeping, maybe in like the film industry or just like in this this culture. And I think coming up as a, I never went to film school, so for me to learn as much as I have, I didn't have the same borders that most people come into the game with where you have like this list of rule and style and this is how something's supposed to be done in technique it was just like what so you, felt right you literally like self-taught self-taught from the jump so wow. it's it's like how what how did it make me feel and that's the same way i when i was shooting to when i go to editing so there's a reason why i understood why clients would come to me because it was it was a certain way that the edit might feel or the final product might look mm-hmm. where you're just like wow like this one person was able to take this from maybe an idea i had to this final product to look like professional grade product I know not everybody can can do that as a one person team, even that by itself. So that in itself is kind of like my selling point. So it's just like if you really want to 
bite or like try to take that like you got to put the time in mm-hmm. so it's, it's it's a little bit different with my art versus like somebody looking at a, a design and just copying the design changing a couple colors and like flipping it right well i i mean well you're getting into the uh clothing the merchandise part um you know like you said like what if somebody copied your bag or copied I mean, your shirt you know what i'm saying I mean, like, look it's not probably not the first time obviously nobody done like a you know all over print or logo print of a tote like you like you're saying like nothing's really been done for the first time mm-hmm. it's just kind of like how are you going to do it like what's your spin on it? what's our take right. on it because there's a million ashtrays i don't know how many ashtrays react to heat like if ashtray even if this we see that ashtray for a minute it's, it's, even if we could change one aspect of how people approach things or look at it's 3d printed you this know is nice. materials it's lightweight <laughs> I don't know. It, we got to change so it. What's the name, what's the name of your brand? So it's 58th and Fair. Uh, the studio okay. is 58studiosnyc.com. Check this it out. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's a five for the eight ball. Yeah, a little the fire fl- in it. The flame. Yeah. This is fire, know. guys. <laughs> this is nice. So get those going to drop soon. these change colors too? So once it, re- it reacts to heat. So uh, if are you, you took a lighter to it right now, yeah. I don't know if I got one. But oh, oh boy, you gonna light the place yeah. up. No, you, really, you hold a flame under it, you'll watch it change color. No, I don't have a lighter. I mean, if you have a lighter, you can light it up. <laughs> Wait, look, just make sure y'all cop. If y'all cop, y'all see a reaction. <laughs> <laughs> I usually have a lighter. I don't got one right now. Damn. This, yo, it's, um, we got the, the body kits coming out. So, again, this is all my brother. I'm just, right now, I'm here to put my brother on it. Fuck right, whatever right. I got going on. My brother's a genius. Right. So, he designed a um a kit, a body kit. Like, you've seen everybody kind of wearing, like, especially men now, you're wearing bags, satchels, whatever, like, totes. Mm-hmm. So, he created a kit that you can wear in five different styles. So it comes with like interchangeable like belts or straps mm-hmm. and handles. Um, we have like I'll show you those clips afterwards, but we yeah. have like some promos from the first um, beta run of it. But now we've moved to leather, so it's going to be a fully mm-hmm. leather, handmade like raw leather material bag. Um, outside of that, so we do like print shops at the studio from time to time. Like people that are interested in either starting their own brand, just learning process of like printing tees or graphic mm-hmm. design, whatever. He does workshops. Um, myself i'm trying to get back into giving back because i understand that one i feel like i'm extremely blessed like i'm blessed with a lot of opportunity Mm -hmm. so it's for me it's um trying to give back to our communities allowing kids that look like me you to understand that picking up a basketball is not the only way Mm -hmm. rapping is not the only way you know it's like the things that are usually generally pushed to our communities as the way out Mm-hmm. isn't always the, the right. end all be all so you can look at a, a young guy like me and be like wow like okay they own a studio they're doing full body like film production it is a technical sport it gets you know there's, there's you have to do your homework but at the same time it's fun you're creating mm-hmm. um and i feel like it's hard for people to put you in a box because like now that i run my own business nobody can come to me and say like hey i got 500 dollars for you to do this it's just like Exactly. Like what, what am I doing with that? Exactly. Like, yeah, if you're not coming with like proper figures right now, it's just like right. you see the work. I don't have to. I don't have to sell myself. Right. I'm not here advertising saying, "Hey, hire me out for this job." I do not promote my shit at I all. That is true. But I am forever busy, and that by itself it just shows me like, all right, just continue to do what as I'm doing. But that shows you have a strong clientele, bro. Like, so, man, this guy is always you know booked, man. But you know what? I'm I'm always happy. He's always a call away. One when I say one person that's humble, yeah. and he didn't even tell you like people he worked with. When I say his studio is nice, he's dealing with movie sets, Netflix, everything right. like that. Very humble dude. And this guy is like, yo, just hit me up if I'm free. You know, I'll do it. One humble dude, and I respect him with his work. And mm-hmm. like he says, like his clientele. I there's the only specific people like when I'm dealing with videography with my anything I'm doing. Mm. It's only the first person out of all people I'm hitting up is him. Right. Then right after him, if he he'll tell you straight up, if I can't do it. There's another person we deal with personally, mm. E. Shout out to E, the producer. 
he's a very another great person and they all work together they all learn under each other right. mm-hmm. and that's two people that's always like yo they always bounce and work with each other like yo e i gotta do this real quick i, I need you doing this Quest, i need you to do mm-hmm. this da, 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 da. this time they both want to set together with us so you know i appreciate both of y'all and that's one thing e definitely won't have to have you on the show for sure too mm-hmm. when you know this guy very talented dude man mm-hmm. very very talented dude just to sit down and be put on mtv once in a while and see videos that he did right that he probably didn't even say he did but he did do some of these videos you know what's that what's pete davidson's girlfriend um what's that lady name oh, ariana grande there you go he shot that <laughs> I, video too. I, I, I gripped on that so, <laughs> <laughs> like i gripped one of her music videos right. um what's i got homies like homies at rock nation and shit that i've done music videos for like i got a lot of people that right. um and same like i kind of try to stick to like now i'm not worried about the big names yeah. i'm looking for that next artist that can like really has that either that body of work or that yeah. sound that, that I'm like yo this can go propel you up exactly and then from there it's like if I can listen to your song and get inspired in the moment to just want to create something visually for it like I'm on, my mind already just starts racing and I'm just like yo like we could do this 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 yeah. like once I start getting I'm like no I got to do this video right because if it can make me feel that way I won't get bored with the edit right. like I, I now I've learned my lesson because I've taken on projects where I wasn't really super interested in the song it's just like maybe it's a money play or whatever it was yeah and the product i feel like the product suffers for it because i gotta suffer through it so i'll never i can't put my best foot forward if i'm not completely invested into it mm-hmm. yeah yeah because uh even even with stuff like that like uh how you say like everything doesn't have to be the big famous artist you know what i'm saying because people will watch it a couple of weeks and then they're on to the next you exactly. know but if you get that artist that's ascending and that you know that video pops and it's like oh shit like mm-hmm. who did that you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And then you go right up with them. You know what I'm saying? So I, honestly, I swear to you, that's probably how I've gotten the majority of my work. Yeah, I'm it's, saying that's it was always just on some like artist kind of on the come up. Yeah, I put the product out and then like yeah, because even with podcasting, that's what you know. I hear like one time me and him was conversation. I ain't gonna say names. Oh, we gotta have big famous people. Remember had this conversation? Mm-hmm. This, uh, somebody he knows. We need big famous people on the podcast. Just mm-hmm. big famous people, bro. That's not how you supposed to do a podcast bro. it's one clicks you know what i'm saying, you know what I'm saying? like you got to have interesting people that relate to who's listening or watching your product you know 100%. what i'm saying and you don't have to be the most famous person to be interested and be like oh he does that let me you know what I'm saying let me tap into that mm-hmm. and that's what people miss like yeah not everything is oh famous oh what's that <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Oh, I got 50 million followers. Like, yeah, yeah. I guess in the society too, we got a bunch of people chasing the idea of a celebrity or whatever. It's Bro, just, there's people with thousands and thousands of followers. They don't got a dollar in their pocket or a pot to they, piss in. That's that's the fucking key right there. That's right there. So people faking this lifestyle online. You know what I'm saying? Like that Instagram thing. Most of it is a fantasy world. Mm-hmm. Unless, like, you know, like for instance, I use my Instagram for business to promote the podcast. Occasionally post something of my family but that's it mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying there's people that you would you think they're a millionaire the way they no, go on on Instagram our, our culture like oversharing too like people just all day like posting your food where you at like nobody gives a fuck exactly like, like keeping it a hundred percent just how general interaction between people nobody really cares how much or what it is you're doing throughout the course of your day there's mm-hmm. no need to update your following to that right. but to each his own because at the same time somebody has to put out that content so i guess just get clicks or right. views right. but then when now the person that doesn't post as much like a, a me or you when we actually do have something to say or something to put out people are more likely to pay attention because they don't see things coming from us too often mm-hmm. okay because um you gonna say something Jimmy? yeah <clears throat> people like cole bennett you know what i'm talking yeah. about like they will 
like if you're an aspiring rapper and you get Cole Bennett to do a song for you, like a video, like it sets your career off. Like, can you see yourself kind of going in that direction, like a Cole Bennett type? What I attribute to Cole is that he was smart with his YouTube plays. Like, he made sure to kind of brand his his channel and made sure that, all right, I'm working with Trippy. I'm working with this guy. I'll do your video, but your video has to be released through my channel. Mm -hmm. He wasn't giving them product or the label product to go run with because that's where he was able to incentivize himself. Because once you were able to make sure that all of this traffic came through your channel, now all these other artists are falling in behind themselves to get on your channel. Yeah. So I've, honestly, and he caught it at the right time with that YouTube boom because I feel like it's kind of hard to get that same kind of interest generated into your following nowadays. But I know for a fact, like I remember like the like early trippy days, early, I'm not trying to think who else, like Juice World. like he made sure he was on artists as they were breaking and then doing their visuals so that all of those those that fan base all came to him so now like i guarantee you he's charging these labels arm and a leg to like get to do their artist videos just to put it through his channel yeah i heard he turns down a lot of people too and i'm people like his work isn't super impressive to me he's done some good shit here and there but it's again like it's he built his business like lemonade uh what is it, lyrical, lyrical lemonade, lemonade like being yeah. able to build a festival out of that like all that, I'm, I'm telling you, I guarantee it started from him being able to incentivize his YouTube following and making sure that he was able to have that on the back burner. So that's how you get the, the, the money. Like people, you got a million views, you're getting paid by YouTube. These artists, I highly doubt he's cutting these artists back anything off of the views that he did their video. I'm directing your video, I'm shooting it, I'm putting it on my channel, I'm keeping all the money and you paid me for this visual yeah probably it's they probably it's just like a promotion fee and that's it 100 percent. he has his own small studio spaces he's able to do everything in-house and it's kind of like a similar idea as to like what i have going on i just different what i if i could have gone back and done it differently i would have done the same as far as like pushing all of my content through my youtube because mm -hmm. i always was signing off my products to labels it was just like okay you paid me five grand for this the the rights of the video is yours i own no clips and I would just, like, wipe my hands of it and walk away. Right, right. I think that there's a space, like, for, like, kind of, like, an East Coast version of Cole Bennett. Because he's, like, California, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that could, like, be done again yeah, on this sure. coast. And I think especially now with, like, the rap scene, like, there's a lot there's a lot of interesting stuff coming out of, like, New York City, like, rap-wise. Mm -hmm. Are there any, like, rappers you're excited about that are, like, NYC-based? Wait, first of all, are you yeah. from New York City? Yeah, I am from New York City, born and raised around Brooklyn. Who am I excited about right now? Um, I'm definitely into, like, the Winter Circle. They got some good stuff going on with, like, Chef G and Sleepy Hollow and those kids. We Also from, like, um, um, I grew up in, like, the Canarsie area. They're from Canarsie as well. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> funny, like, I got a homie named Cliff. Uh, his artist name is High. This kid, like, he works with me. Like, I met this kid on set as a carpenter. And he's he's one of those kids that just does music in their bedroom. Like, kind of, like, very small setup. But, like, he came to my crib maybe, like, two weeks ago. And he play, played me, like, his project. And when I, like, I, hand to God, like, this kid blew me out of the fucking water. I was like, yo, you did this in your room? Like, I know people that go to these huge studios paying 100, 200 bucks an hour just to get some studio time. I'm like, you produced this, engineered it, recorded yourself. It's a rough mix and master, but you're doing this in your fucking bedroom. And like, it reminded me, I don't know if you've, do you remember how you felt when you heard The Weeknd House of Balloons, like for the first time? 
Yeah, I was never a big week on the pan, but like, I, but uh, I'm not. House of Balloons for me was probably his best project of all time. Anything after that, I'm like, all right, whatever. But like, I remember how it felt like hearing Michael Jackson for the first time almost. Okay, I mean, I'm that was kind of the vein it had me in. So when I when he played this for me and it, it hit me like that, I was like, yo, like what the fuck? Like, and he, this kid is on nobody's radar, like nobody's so maps. We gotta have him on the show. Yo, I would well, play how do you how do you spell his name? Is it just- um H Y E? That's his artist name. Hi. We gotta have him on the show. That's yeah, it. I'll put y'all on, bro. Like, that's and if it's one thing, I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm down. <laughs> I'm down. Mm-hmm. Just put him in. Yo, that kid is going far. Like, he's going fucking far. So, is it fair to say that you have like a production house? Yeah. Uh, so, I have, so 58th and Fair started as a printing company, ended up turning into like a production company. Um, and a rig- uh, kind of, I guess, the end goal, we want to end up being like a creative agency. I'm sure it's kind of the same idea you're mm-hmm. talking about with um, Lyrical Lemonade. Um, it's funny because we want to do like a 58th and fair. That's the name of the brand, but like a 50th and fair day, like a fair um, outside, you know, Ferrisville, the whole nine. Um, it's, it's just so much. It's like a lot to build, though, because the same time, like as you're building a brand, you want it to be organic with your fan base. I want to really be able to connect with people, understand that we're New York based. So right now we're doing like a lot more events, especially for this summer. Just trying to tap in and get more connected because people have now the logo is getting a lot more looks like people are starting to recognize it like, yo, I've been to that studio space because right, funny right, enough, right. the space itself where the studio is, that's been operational for maybe like the last six or seven years. We took over two years ago. So just in the space of two years, like we changed the branding, but the logo is hitting more notes now than it was before. So it's like, all right. We, I've never been a camera-facing person. I've never been putting myself in the forefront or my brother either. Like, we're very, put the product first, let the product speak for itself, and clientele will come, and it works. But we've also realized that people want to see who's behind the scenes. They want to know who the face of the brand is. They want to be able is to that attribute true? that. true? I had this conversation mm-hmm. with somebody the other day about, like, trying to, like, separate your face from the work. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think that... Like, you have to have your face attached to it? I don't think you it. have to, because I guess I've been doing this for, like, seven years. My face wasn't behind my work at all. But what I'm realizing is, especially as selling products, stuff like this, before now, before we'd go out of our way to get models, you know, try to get a notable face that could kind of maybe help push the product in a direction, I'm like, yo, fuck that. Like, I don't, I don't need this artist, model, whoever, to wear my shit to make it look good. Like, I can make my shit look good. And mm-hmm. at the same time, it kind of helps with the, the culture of the exclusivity. Because now it's like, this is home team. 58th and Fair is home team. Only 58th and Fair people get this or, or have access or even know how to get in touch with us in order to get product. Like right now, we just made rugs. Like we have 58th and Fair, huge logo rugs coming. Mm. Um, like eight foot by five foot. These things are... That from my collection. There's certain parts. Like what I'm saying, like home goods and lifestyle. Like we're right. literally going to get into that vein where... The same way you'd walk into somebody's house and notice like a Supreme piece on the wall, you'd be like, wow, that's a 58th and fair shit. Or like, that's well, that's where we're going with it. Supreme does it the same way you're saying, mm-hmm. that everything's kind of kept in house. Like, <clears throat> Jason Dill, who was like a model, you know who Jason Dill is? Yeah, I remember the name. I'm trying to pull the face. He's like around. a skater, but he modeled a bunch of Supreme stuff. He's also like a karate teacher. Like, he teaches like people karate that were for like, supreme it's all looped in like a home like what you're saying like they have a team of people and they just kind of keep it amongst friends like exactly yeah and works. everybody else just buys into it because it's makes like exclusivity right, right. they want to be in, in, in on the in crowd and mm-hmm. that's just like even that like i grew up skating like i would definitely turn around like my brother's made decks before so we could print decks like that's easy branding put our logo on the bottom of the deck give it to a couple kids give them some hoodies what do we what, what did that cost me mm-hmm. and at the same time now they're riding around 
they're six skaters. They're going to get looks. And now I turn around and start a 5'8 skate team mm-hmm. from next to nothing. Yeah. And uh, well, especially yeah. since you got the studio and stuff, like product placement is like nothing for you. you yeah. Know? Literally, we do it all in-house. You like, I'm, I'm telling you after because I can't, I don't know if later I can send you guys clips just so you can see some of the stuff that right. we do in-house right. and just even market our own product. But yeah, it's, it's essentially that. Like, I'm not worried about having to go find a cinematographer, a videographer, or somebody to come conceptualize right, commercials right, with me. Right. We literally, my brother and I could sit there, spend half an hour to an hour ideating, and then mm-hmm. turn around and literally go shoot the shit and make it happen. Right. So your brother, he also does, like, the filming and stuff like that? So or? actually, he's getting into it more now. Um, right. So he was working for a company for a while doing uh, marketing and ads for, like, Land Rover Jaguar. So he's he was more, like, in the art director vein with that, that company. But... Right. um he's been doing more like gifs and like um little animations yeah so he's he's getting into the video show i was no, just like yo bro no, like, i don't gotta like do from how you're talking mm-hmm. he's kind of like starting to yo i'm just like know. yo i don't really got to touch the camera as much and like i'm the more technical as far as like right, camera right, rigging right. and all that but he knows what he's doing so i'm just i'm starting to leave him to his own devices right because you know you guys are going to come across those people who you know they, they're going to try to disrespect you because you're self-taught and I know you've probably seen it already. You know what I'm saying? These people that, oh, because they did this and they've been to the big school and they, oh, of course. <laughs> they've worked with this one. And then they come see you bust it down. And they're like, oh, like, how, where'd you go to school? Exactly. Like, and then school. when you're like, nah, I just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You, I hate when people, you know what I'm saying? Because people, I'm telling you, they don't like to see creativity. They don't like to see creative motherfuckers that just mm-hmm. go above the grain and like, yeah, they it, don't it like that drive. It makes some people uncomfortable. You know, it, that, that drive scares them. It's you know more, what I'm saying? It's more than that. Like, creative like in the art world somebody that's not classically trained or didn't go to art school they're called like an outsider Mm -hmm. outsider artist so when you look at like a painting there's like an academic standard behind all that and Mm -hmm. if you didn't conform to that academic um part of it people that did just won't look at you the same way you know it's it's like a yeah it's just an academic standard with all this stuff mm-hmm. i'm not saying it's like fair but like to me i think that the out i'd much rather go to an outsider art show than mm-hmm. one that's put on by a bunch of people that were classically trained yeah you know even though i know you guys have probably seen like all the stuff going on like the guggenheim and like the black mm-hmm. curators and mm-hmm. kind of like stifling creativity and like mm-hmm. all this stuff so it's the, the the art culture in itself i'm sure is like a different world oh, yeah, that's yeah. a different beast oh yeah but you yeah you got like a lot of these eurocentric ideas or ideologies for like what it is like what art is or how it should be interpreted or perceived and then you have people who live breathe their experiences and transform that into their own versions of art and for somebody to be like oh well i went to school for this and tell you that your art isn't art like fuck you like that doesn't mm-hmm. you you can't create a standard for what art should be or how art should be measured i don't feel like because Art is how you perceive it. Like, everybody's going to perceive it differently. Mm -hmm. Form of expression. I mean, there's also an academic standard in, like, um, in fashion. There's... These standards are in pretty much every industry, Mm -hmm. you know? I don't really agree with them either. I fall... I agree with you, you know? I think the outsiders are a lot more interesting. Mm -hmm. I think that people that are in jail that like home their craft are probably the most talented people on the earth yeah because they're the ones with the time to really like mm-hmm. sit there and make some something uh, but it's crazy like great. the majority of you know the i say the dope artists are artists that taught themselves 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Self-taught. And they just had a... <clears throat> you can't teach creativity. Like, exactly. You, you got that in your it. head. Like, yo, I'm doing this. Boom. Like, you know? <laughs> but other other than that, so what are, um, what are your upcoming projects? So as of now... So we are in July, right? Oh, are we in July yet? Almost. No, almost. We're almost got, in July. Okay. Um, there's <laughs> in, a, in the future. Right? <laughs> there's a 50th affair jerk fest coming up. We're doing like a jerk brunch. Oh, really? Yeah. So we're teaming up with like some uh, local restaurants. A lot of them are. So somebody, one of the guys on my team, Wednesday, he's lately taken on the role of kind of marketing and like event planning. Um, so he's he's vegan so he's been reaching out to like a lot of vegan restaurants yeah. and um black owned businesses mm-hmm. and just kind of letting them know we exist and then trying to create a space where we may be able to collaborate because this is again like i'm trying to be very community based mm-hmm. as far as the company is concerned um same with like trying to when school starts back going into the schools offering like little after school programs for kids just to for the arts um, whether it's teaching them photography, film, lighting, uh, how to work in a studio, like whatever it is, just again, like showing people different outlets of either creativity or a career. Mm-hmm. Because how did I get into music videos? Like, I think I pulled up to a friend's video shoot one night and I was just kind of looking around like, oh, this looks cool. Like, I, I would be interested in this. And like 10 years later, I'm literally knee deep in this. So it, it literally can just come from like that one, that one experience for right. you to be like, this is something that I could, you know, see myself doing. So when, wait, what is the date of this? So the jerk bunches end of July. I'll get back to you guys with the solid oh, dates yeah, and oh, fire. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, you guys are gonna be in the loop yeah, now. We got a lot. Um, I'm already, I'm already there. <laughs> we're producing. <laughs> we're trying to produce a late night special right now at the studio where it's kind of encapsulating. Like, imagine a TED talk meets like colors. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going like late at five eight. Uh, pretty much like a small show, you know, ticketed event. People come through. But it wasn't supposed to be centralized around musicians. We just wanted to capture artists, whether it's photographer, producers, whatever it is, and actually sit down, have an interview portion with them, right. and then also allow a time slot for them to showcase what it is that they do. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a very talented homie of mine who I've done some work for as well, HD Ben Dope. Um, talented rapper, producer, mix and master. So he's more so known for his artistry as a rapper, but mm-hmm. what I wanted to do was highlight his production end. So right. I was like, all right, cool, come in, you talk about the music you talk about your journey he has like a cool little situation on the table right now i don't know if he's gonna want to get into that but all right show people your process as far as like this is the kind of kid that literally sits in his room for 22 hours out of the day just making beats like this is the 10 be- you know 10 beats a day for three something like whatever this is, time he, is he from guanas not guanas he's just like uh what is he, like flatbush area i want to say he's like in the flatbush area right what's well, hd 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 been dope yeah yeah he's, he's been all over that, the city I, like yeah i think I, i've spoken to you mm-hmm. i want to like talk to this guy for a while hey, yeah, yeah. make it happen like that's nothing but like like i was saying example for him like have him come in interview portion kind of get familiar with the crowd and mm-hmm. then pretty show like him making a beat live and letting people enjoy that part of his artistry so yeah. and like you know a photographer like maybe going through the digital process of far as like how they edit or that's what I'm saying, like just different artists in different mediums so that it doesn't just get too centralized around music and musicians, which I feel like a lot of these shows are kind of just geared right. towards because everybody's wanting to find a new hot artist. Yeah, so yeah, It sounds like you're more looking to inspire the yeah. viewer. I think we need yeah. to connect him with Mikey. Yeah, Mikey is a good Mikey person. Mikey Cole, you, you ever heard of Mikey Likes It Ice Cream? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Y'all, y'all need to definitely have a conversation because y'all sure. both on that level as far as like community. 
Mm-hmm. And he got like he's moving and shaking out here. He's doing a lot of I think I think y'all uh do that's, some things. That's what I'm down for. It. You know what I'm community saying? Community building and branching out because I'm not worried about money. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's really yeah, no, no, money is not the yeah. end all be all for me. Like I I do understand that once you create something like this and it there's just no stopping it. Like mm-hmm. money comes without saying come it, it, it'll come, bro. And, and 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 another good thing I I would say don't doesn't it feel liberating that you're your own boss? I mean 100%. yeah you work <laughs> occasionally for somebody. Mm-hmm. But how it is, you know what I'm saying? Like you, you basically create your own cash flow. Oh, hundred percent. You know what I'm saying? And when you get like that, it's hard to take other jobs. It is because now I tell it's people just that all like the money time. is this intangible thing that is like I could kind of create out of whatever yeah, I, you know, like, I have. I'm just yeah. like the other day, like I have an apartment in Crown Heights. I was mm-hmm. at work. I had a homie hit me up like, "Yo, I need an apartment for a music video. I just need a few couple scenes." I was like, "You can rent my apartment, mm-hmm. <laughs> like one twenty five an hour. Even I'm not home. Like I'm yeah. a few minutes away. I dropped off my keys, made right. some money, like just off of somebody being in my house. Yeah. I, again, the studios that at this point passive income. Everything I buy for the studios, equipment based, I rent it out. Like right. it's so there's money coming from a million different directions at this point, which is a blessing. Again, right. No, a but I'm blessing. saying, but doesn't it feel just feel liberating? Yeah, like, because I'm not I'm not worried about like I have to go to work yeah, today. Like I have to show like, up. Well, damn, I could just do this, and mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like the freedom. I tell people, the freedom is like amazing. Financial freedom is not something that a lot of us get to experience. Exactly. It's it, and it's very important. Even like yes. to be comfortable in your finance yes. where you can comfortably be like, right, I'm not worried about next week or next month or like whatever. That's a huge thing. I tell people you can't live check to check. That's just not living. You know, you're just a slave to somebody else, some big corporation or somebody else who got the, you know, nickel and dime in you. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's one part thing of them salaries. I was just asked. What would you say to that young person who wants to come up and be a, um, a producer or a videographer? What words, which encouragement would you tell that young person at this moment? Words of encouragement. Um, really believe in yourself. Like, it's, it's don't let anybody ever tell you what you can or can't do. Don't let anybody set expectations for what it is that you might be able to achieve. Um, don't feel like school is the end all be all. It's like you can't pay like you can pay for education but you can't pay for talent mm-hmm. like it's it's stuff like it's certain things that come with it like you really experience is your best teacher because i've never sat in a classroom and learned something that i couldn't have gone and learned in the field like me working on film sets i guarantee has taught me way more than if i was to sit in a classroom at nyu for four years and pay them hundreds of thousands of dollars for an education that is either outdated or mm-hmm. just based in theory. And then by the time I get to the set, I still don't know what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, because I think another thing that you do have, and it's good for younger kids to even, you know, there are younger kids that do listen to this, uh, patience. Just to have the patience mm-hmm. to sure. do what you do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not easy, but these kids these days don't have no patience, including yeah. mine's. <laughs> They just think that it's just instant gratification. Like, okay, I want it, boom. It appears. No, you gotta have patience, and you gotta. And I mean, I'm telling you, and I say this all the time. And you gotta have respect, respect for yourself, and respect for the people you deal with. Because somebody you you dealing with now, you don't know where they gonna end up. You know, two years from now, this could be somebody that could really open the door for you. Oh man, I've had several of those. You know? <laughs> like people that I don't speak to for five, yeah. seven years, turn around. I just had a client the other day. It was funny. Somebody calls me on my my other my studio phone, calling to book the studio space. He's talking, talking, talking. I start to recognize his voice. I'm like, yo, like this sounds mad familiar. But I'm like, let me finish out the conversation. So they they want to book the space. I'm like, cool. 
So at the end of the comment, I'm like, yo, you don't even know who you're talking to right now. He's like, nah, like, who am I talking to? I'm like, oh, it's Jordan. Am I really in Jordan? He's like, 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 he's like, Johnny Quest Jordan? Like, little Jordan from back in the day? <laughs> Come to find out. So maybe about seven to eight years ago, I had linked up with these this this group called Brownsville 300. I was doing their music videos and stuff. I think they were, like, kind of in with, like, Busta and 50 Cent and all these guys. Mm-hmm. Bunch of hood guys from Brownsville, like, just, right. like, the, the thick of it. So they had a small space literally around the block from where my studio space is now. Like, I'm on Hancock. They're on Wearfield. It's literally the next block over. And I came in, and they had, like, an upstairs area where I ended up kind of, like, cleaning out and turning into a small studio space. So that was my very first studio space in his building. Mm-hmm. So the same guy that called me for my studio space was the guy that used to own that, that space. So he didn't know that I was now the owner of this, this, this studio space around the block. But it's just the same thing. Like, he was like, yo, like, I'm so glad we didn't end on a bad note. Mm-hmm. He's like, look at this. Like, I haven't spoken to you in years. I turn around and just, you know, op- do some regular business. And it comes to find out, yeah, you run it shit now. He's like, imagine if me and you was on a bad note. You could have just been like, yo, fuck me. Like, you can't use the space. Exactly. <laughs> so, <laughs> yo. People be burning bridges left and right. Don't even know it. Exactly. Your network will continue to pay you for you never. Because it's funny that same guy. He's the one that told me. He's like, yo, never change your number. He's like, keep your number for as long as you can. Yeah. And I've had that same number for like well close to ten years. And the same number that he was able to call is how he's able to still reach me now. Right. So it's a beautiful thing, man. It's like poetic. How are we looking? We got about five minutes. What do you want to talk about? What do you want to ask? What do you Man, want to know? Ask, this what, is my first what conversation ever. you want? This, this, this is yours? Ever. Nah, you're doing a great job. Yeah, I'm, yeah, you know what I'm saying? It, you know, since you do a video, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I wanted to ask you what you thought about the Who I Smoke video. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! <laughs> I'm serious. What do you think I saw, about it? I saw it? like little clips of him on the golf course and all that. Like, yeah, yeah. Did you didn't watch the whole thing? I didn't watch the whole. Thing. You know what I want to talk about? Let's talk about this new Kodak video. This Glee. <laughs> I didn't see. It. Oh man, he got Sweetie in the video. Yeah, that's right. Oh, Sweetie rapping? Nah, he ain't got Sweetie no, rapping in the video. He got rapping. Sweetie in the video though, and I know that's causing some upsets. Oh, some offset upset. Some, some upsets. <laughs> <laughs> he, he definitely gave Sweetie a little smooch in the video, and I was just like. Okay. On, yo, watch that. If you haven't seen that video, one is shot very well. So I really like the way the video came out. The, the disrespect is real, huh? <laughs> the, only video, the only video that kind of like shocked me that I didn't watch a video after that was this kid. The one who went to hell and the bloody sneakers. Uh, nah. That, oh, yeah. Nah, that nah, video nah. was a little like, what happened? <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said it straight up. Fuck the kids, yo. I was like, the kids are the ones that made you who you are. And now you saying fuck him? Yeah, <laughs> I guess he's feeling himself a little bit. You know, that's that all I can say about crazy. that. That was crazy. My man would slide down the pole. <laughs> Go down. Hey. That bitch or the devil. Come on now. This is this is Sunday. Come on now. Yeah. Hey. 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 But y'all talking about crazy videos. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? Yo, pop culture is going in some different directions. We don't want to hear about sliding down poles right about now. You know what I'm saying? Pop culture is different. Like, American culture is different. Like, what they're pushing to the kids right now is different. Whoa, it is crazy. It's funny you said that, man. It is crazy. Because before, it was, TV was censored. You wouldn't see a video like that after 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, when you know your kid is at bed. Well, no, not. MTV you at night or BET Box. There was some crazy videos back in the day that, like, they wouldn't play during the daytime. Like, Dead Press videos and all that. But that was at late at night. 
Yeah, later the kids night. was in the bed. Oh, they're playing this that three o'clock in the afternoon. No, the kids no. come home. They, they, three o'clock in the afternoon. You only had like what beats the butt head. That was like, like I'm saying that you're saying that this is like being targeted towards kids. Now, yeah, well, I mean, all the there's, there's videos, a lot of shit they targeted yeah, towards I kids. Type it's, now it's very subtle, <laughs> but it's all right. Like even in all right. So quick story. My son is um five, and one day they had virtual school. And one day they had a guest speaker, like a, a guest in the class, but mm-hmm. it was a man dressed in drag. And I was kind of like, this is strange. Like, but they came to do activities, kids sing, whatever, you know, and the kids don't really think much of it. Like, you know, they're not attributing anything to that. Mm-hmm. But as an adult watching, I'm just like, what are you trying to normalize? Like, I, I understand that we're in an all inclusive society. Nobody should be judged. But also like you have a room full of children here and you're looking at a man dressed as a woman. And singing and dancing, like, everything's normal. I mean... Well, I mean, maybe they're trying to show that. Uh, you see, like... I don't know. I don't is, see anything wrong with that. I don't see that, anything wrong with... Whatever. See, this, this is what I feel right now. Like, and this is what I mean. And personally, I was not raised with this kind of culture or anything like that either. But it's something, like you just said, now yeah. is... It, it's normal. You, it, it's normal now. It's something that we, at that time, have to change. It's except It's normal. Cause I, like right now, two men were holding hands down the street. We would have been laughing, giggling. No, you know what? Let's do it this way. Let's do it this way. Love who you want to love. I there agree. you go. No, listen. I want to say one thing. Back in the day, when we saw a girl in a weave, first thing we would say, "Shorty don't got no hair. She ugly. She needs to go grow her hair." Am I lying? <laughs> now you see a girl in a weave. She's sexy. She hot. She got the different colors, the match to go with that. it. Marketing business. So now it's acceptable. So mm-hmm. what I feel when it comes to that, bro. You just gotta take it the way it is. That's it. Just accepting pray to is God. Accepting is one thing. Yeah. It's all right. Like them teaching kids about they, he, she, yeah, them. My sisters on that. I now. feel like it's kind of confusing, bro. Like I feel like kids have enough to, shit to be confused about at that age <laughs> to like kind of be hitting them with that. It's just like I think that opens up a lot of questions that maybe for a parent like me would be difficult to answer. Like let's say now my t- my son wants to turn around now and be like, Dad, like I don't want to identify as he. I'm they or him or like <laughs> she. You're like how do I how, how do I as maybe somebody who hasn't gone through the proper training of how to handle that, like how do I, how do I? I, I guess we you know me? Like that's that's where I kids. draw. That's what where I draw. What do you say about that, Polo? Man, that's a long conversation. <laughs> He's like, next but uh, honestly, uh, it, it's this this day life, bro. I would just you know tell him my opinion, but you know all in all, it's still your kid. Exactly. So you gotta support him. You know that support is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, my dad. Well, he's a deadbeat, but you know. He didn't support half of the shit I tried to do. So <laughs> I don't want to do that to my sons. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I have three of them. So whatever they want to do, I'm like, listen, if I don't like it, then I'll tell you I don't like it. But it's your life. Exactly. You know, you can't live the life for your kid. You know what I'm saying? You got to let them son. do what they're going to do. They're going to do that. They're going to do that. You know what I'm saying? You just got to support them. You know, unconditionally. Un- 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 you know, that's my, that's, that's my opinion. I 1,000% agree. That's what life is about Anyway, but, so but before we get out of here, so Quest, so what's the price point to one like this and this thing right here? Um, So I believe the ashtrays are going to be going for like 30, mm-hmm. 35. The tote bags, I don't have a price on yet because right. honestly, we literally just finished the mock-up sample of it. So it's a, the bag, the same material is going to be a denim jacket and right. the pants. So it's a full thing. Okay. Can um, I take a look at the bag? Yeah, yeah go ahead. You're going to conceal, I mean, you're going to show the books that are... <laughs> Oh, yeah. There you go. I got that client outside the studio right now. Oh, <laughs> yeah, they calling me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's only be this. So, so, no, 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 I told you, I'll open it from my phone. Oh, I'll finish up. 
This is that, that, that's was this where was this made? I gotta talk to my brother and let you know all about all of that. But he sourcing the materials, printing to get like he mocked up the design, sent it out to get the material made. Got the he has a his partner that does it with him does cut and sew, so they get the material, they chop gotcha. it up, cut it. Yeah, this is really nice. It's like a sublimated print. It's not screen print. It's sublimated. So it's like probably direct to garment that they yeah. used. Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't look blown out, which like yeah, just, yeah. a lot of times with like a direct to garment, it'll look blown out just by the nature of the machine. This is really nice. Thank you, bro. Congratulations. Yeah. Honestly, like I said, I'll hook you guys in. You'll see in the next like two weeks, hopefully, when we drop the um full suit. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, no, I'll buy a jacket off. No, bro, I'm it's, <laughs> it's gonna be heat, bro. I'm telling you, it's heat. I like that it's like heavy, because most tote bags are like white. I like the heavy on Yeah, it, it, it reminds me a lot of his hat, the five panel. Yeah. Thing. So anyway, so Quest, where can they find you if you want to be found on the internet? <laughs> so and I want to be found. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you're yeah. kind of like behind the scenes. So. Facts. So um, as far as the studio is concerned, you can yeah. reach out to us at Fifty Eight Studios NYC. That is Five Eight Studios NYC on Instagram or Fifty Eighth and Fair Five Eight. Th and fair, mm -hmm. and my personal Instagram is Questin Tarantino, like Quentin, but Quest and Tarantino. Mm -hmm. Don D, where can they find you? D O N D eighty seven on every platform you are out there with, and King Midas N Y C K I N G M I D A S N Y C for any fly jewelry and gold, any other services. Mm -hmm. Well, you know we're coming up to Mr. G K. This is always yeah. interesting. So, I don't really have much to say. <laughs> no, like, I don't want to say something completely, like, polarizing what? out of, like, respect for our guests. Like, he has, like, some shit going. Right. So, I'm going to just, like, let him off the hook. You should not, say the like, Rockefeller thing. <laughs> why, why don't you say the Rockefeller thing? What? About what? What you and him was talking oh, about yeah. before the show ends. Oh, no, we can talk about that some other time, but not this week. <laughs> the Rock is here. The Rock is here. Bling blah. Anyway, uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, the Super B Podcast. Um, on any, mostly every podcast provider we're on there, we're on YouTube. Um, we're on, we're even on Audible, which I found out the other day. So we're everywhere, you know. We also have a Patreon Sign up for the Patreon. You get the episodes early. You can get uh, exclusive merchandise. And all my unboxings go to Patreon. So that's the only way you can see them now. Um, Quest, thank you for coming through. Man, thank you all for having me. This um, was dope. This was Appreciate awesome. We're going to have you on, you know, again. <laughs> see my line yeah, booming. Blowing yeah, I got, up. I got, I got the money calling. I got to get the, the studio y'all. Excuse me. Do you want to bet on the Futura case? You wanna, Do you want to put money up on it? Yeah, but let's... I'm, I'm not going to bet you no real money. I bet you like $5. Alright, we'll talk about it off camera. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, he's trying to get... He's trying to... But anyway. That's how I make money. We'll be back next week with another episode. Episode 19. It'll be July 4th. So hopefully everybody wears their patriotic colors. Oh, we got about the USA shit. You know, we, we can do some theme stuff. But anyway, because we're not patriotic, so we don't give a damn. Anyway. See y'all next weekend. This is Soupy Podcast. Ciao.